Hey friends, I go by Chavid Dang. Yo fam, I'm Dine Peace. You're listening to Sit Down, Be Hungry. If it ain't shabu, we ain't hot potting. Welcome to episode five of Sit Down, Be Hungry. This week we recap Dine Peace's Anchoy Bap dinner and welcome special guest Hage of Big Bad Wolf to recap their two year anniversary. We got some juicy bits, including a ranch cake for you and your bros. And we're kicking off Thanksgiving early with this episode saucing on you. Episode five, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. Hold up, bitch. Sit down. Be hungry. Hungry. What's up, everyone out there with an appetite? Hey, catfish fried up dirty south food. Hey, that was good. <laughs> this is Dine Peas. This is Chavid Dang, but for Halloween, I was David Chang. Uh, yeah, you were. <laughs> what was that? Mo, mo, uh, FOMO Muku. FOMO Muku. <laughs> Uh, welcome to episode wait, wait, five. Wait, wait, what was the what was the drop you did earlier? For what? You just said like two seconds ago. Oh, uh, catfish fried, dirty south fed. That's that's and it's a ludicrous line. It's a ludicrous line. Catfish fried up, dirty south fed. Shout out! I heard he finally opened chicken and beer up at the Atlanta airport. Yes. Was that his, was that was that his sophomore album, Chicken and Beer? I'm not gonna get into his discography right now. <laughs> I can't even tell you. Well, this is his uh, premiere fried chicken and beer spot. Well, great intro. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about some food stuff. So yeah, my shout out this week is going to go to La Victoria's, aka La Vix of San Jose. I picked out a bottle of their sauce over the weekend and I'm pretty much halfway through yeah. it now. So if you live in the Bay, you should know what this stuff is. If you don't, you should learn. And if you're not from here, you should come here to get some. Um, so recently they took off the vegan sticker. So I'm curious to know if it's not vegan anymore. Yeah, that's definitely a thinking emoji. <laughs> Regardless, it still tastes amazing. So I don't really care. Yeah, so super excited about today's episode. Um, we have a guest today. We'll get into later. We'll yeah. get into later. We ate lots of food together and separately, I think, the last couple weeks. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I'm down to talk about him again, but it was a lot. <laughs> Still eating. Yeah, eating still. Always. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I completed my first anchoy uh, bep tasting. It was. How was that? Well, you know, you were there. I know, but I'm asking you, how was that? It was super fun. I was gonna say hello, but I try to censor myself to saying hello a lot because I'm not from the Bay. No, I can't. You're you're an honorary resident. No. The hella police, there should be like a period. like Just like if you're a citizen, you move here and you'll run for office. There's so like, like, what is that time? Like after five years, I, that's, can, that's, I, can, I can say hella? That's for the governing body to decide. <laughs> But what's not up for decision was how delicious the stuff was that we ate on Saturday. Actually, let's let's start with your pop up. So let's, let's talk about your pop up. Yeah, I did thirty eight covers. Thirty eight. <laughs> thirty. It was super fun. Got really wasted. Uh, shout out to our boy Remy. <laughs> Remy boys. <laughs> Remy boys. <laughs> uh, yeah, there was a course where we all took a shot of Remy together, and then there was some leftovers. So some people got some Remy poured into their mouths directly. You actually got, you had some in, um, oh, the, the, I forgot about that until you said it right now. You had some in the nook chum saucer, which if you don't know what nook chum is, it's basically the, uh, the fish sauce with the vinegar and the chili and the So garlic. that, in that instance, it was kind of born out of convenience <laughs> because everyone around me was doing a secondary shot and I didn't want to feel left out. Well, you didn't have a cup and you're like, that, that's, fuck that, it, that, put that's, it in the nook chum saucer. That's where the, con- <laughs> that's where the convenience came from. And you know what? It worked. I would do it again. I'm curious to see how that tastes. I mean, we could do that later. Let's do one together again. Okay. It was, I I mean, do, we could do that in a very near future. We're, we're, 
I think we're very into these word combos that kind of work lately. Going back to uh, our beloved orange sauce earlier, you want to tell people what we put it on? So on Friday, I went. I was in a two-day conference in San Jose, and I picked up a bottle of Levix at 7:30 in the morning. First of all, I asked for a, a tree sewn egg burrito, and I asked if they could put lengua in it. That was such a problem. And the lady at the register was like, "Really?" And I was like, "Yeah, do it." And she's like, "All <laughs> right, just do it." She's like, "All right." They didn't charge me extra for the meat, so whatever. That's the, I, I would have even paid extra. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I, mean, I would have paid extra too, but it was, it was actually really good together. I mean, texturally, it sounds like it works. Like they're, they're kind of like chorizo is a little more kind of gritty sometimes if it's if it's overcooked or it gets kind of crispy. I feel like in the breakfast burrito, the chorizo just kind of has like an egg texture because it's scrambled in the yeah, egg anyway. Yeah. So um, adding the lengua kind of is the meat of the burrito. It's one of my favorite meats anyways. Um, so I brought, I brought back a bottle of the orange sauce. The funny story about that is I asked the conference place to store my hot sauce for me. And then during lunch break, he brought it out. Like I brought hot sauce for our convention lunch. Yeah. He brought it to my table. I was like, no, I don't need it. You please put it back in the fridge. <laughs> This is for later. Came home after the meeting and went straight to, uh, where is it? Harmonic Brewing? Yes. Yeah, so our homies, uh, Marvin, and I'm not sure who else is part of that, but I think Marvin's usually is the, ma- is the main, yeah, person. main person. Shout out to Marvin and Native Sons Barbecue. Native Sons Barbecue. Um, they were Best on a hiatus for a couple months, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they were back at uh, Har- Harmonic Brewing this past Friday. And uh, yeah, we went early thinking that there was going to be beef rib, but there wasn't. Hey. Brisket is still amazing enough. So Marvin does traditional Texas style, primarily brisket. And I need to throw in there that this is a little Chinese guy. Yeah. <laughs> He's a very little Chinese guy. And I don't think you'll find a better brisket in the Bay. Uh, Nato Sons is my favorite barbecue in the Bay. Yeah. Hands down. As well. But yeah, I brought a lot of the orange sauce and we put it on everything, literally everything. everything. Including? <laughs> including a It's It. Because it came up a conversation, it's good on everything, and then of course it goes to, well, what about not savory things? What about dessert? And shout out to our homie Chris CDR. Without even like finishing the sentence, he runs up there because Harmonic just on a normal basis sells its its, which are San Francisco kind of a local treat. It's an ice cream sandwich coated in chocolate, and he brought one over and we just dumped orange sauce on it. I mean, no lie, it was pretty good. It worked. It worked somehow. It worked. Don't don't knock it till you try it. <laughs> to date. Orange sauce works on everything so yeah, far. Yeah, until that gets amended, it, it works on everything so far. <laughs> and then we both got to um, hang out with our friends Big Bad Wolf this past Saturday for yes, yes. second birthday. And she's actually here with us today. Hi, everybody. This is Hedge from Big Bad Wolf. Man, What's strong up? intro. Nice. That's very uh, seductive intro. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Please leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that was a it was a momentous it was a momentous dinner. Um, two years of doing these pop ups. Yeah, I can't believe we've come this far. To be honest, it's still kind of um, a whirlwind of a day. It was just two days ago. I'm, I'm still pretty exhausted, but um, beyond a dream come true. Honestly, I don't think I could have dreamed this big when I first started whispering about wanting to do pop ups. So uh, I'm truly blessed to. Uh, have hit that milestone, especially since I know so many amazing chefs that don't hit that milestone. So, I mean, props to our community and to everyone who showed up and shows us love all the time. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me. I mean, we're blessed to get to... Like benefit from this. Yeah, Dime Peace, you're running up there getting extra scrimps. I seen you. Hey, don't be a hater. I wasn't hating. I was admiring. (laughs) (laughs) I I loved it right afterwards. It's still too hot. So you're like. (sighs) I know. Uh, PatrickAguilar.com got to share my bite. Shout out to our first guest (laughs) on my show. But uh, Hedge, I I guess. I ran out. Everyone's like, dang, how come Eric gets another piece? (laughs) 
but hedge like, for I guess for you the, my girl. Yeah. All you gotta do is ask. For, I guess for the viewers that have never been or heard, uh, tell them briefly, kind of in an overall thing, what the pop up is about and what it does. Um, so the pop ups are obviously Korean based. Um, it's kind of my version of what I think. Uh, Korean flavors should be uh, on an elevated level, but still approachable. Um, and then we're also using seasonal Californian produce and um, kind of trying to stay as conscious and sustainable as possible, um, which is not traditionally Korean, I would say. Um, but yeah, we do a lot of fusion as well. A lot of the fusion menus, which have been like Peruvian Korean, French Korean, uh, Japanese Korean have been inspired by my travels. Uh, most of the recipes besides the first dinner are completely brand new recipes that I kind of um, created along the way. So yeah, so for this two year anniversary dinner, you kind of wanted to revisit some things and kind of reinterpret them in a new way, right? Yeah. So the first anniversary was kind of a greatest hits. Um, the ones that I felt like I knocked out of the park. This one was kind of an homage to maybe some of my mistakes, quote unquote. Um, dishes that I, as soon as I send out the dish, um, might have regretted in one way or another, whether it was the execution or the consistency mm. of a sauce or the level of spice. Um, so it was my way of kind of redemption, um, which I think, you know, when... I always give 100. I never send out anything I don't think for me is my personal best. But then sometimes, you know, as a chef, as soon as that dish goes out, you're already elevated to that next level and you want to top yourself again. So for me, um, those dishes that I did a year ago aren't up to par with where I am now. So I kind of wanted totally, to totally. bring Makes them sense. back and nice. do them over. I mean, like, I, I can vouch, like, I've had most of the dinners and the ones we ate this past weekend, it was, uh, it wasn't bad in the first place, like the first time I had it, but... The only bad it was was Big Bad Wolf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, like, eating it again this past weekend, like, it, it, you're right, it took, it was the next level. And, well, was, thank and, you. and then I, there wasn't anything for me to critique it at, oh, it should have been the this way. It was perfect. Damn, oh. girl. <laughs> you honor. Oh, we're good. We're good. Oh, you honor me. Hey. Yeah, that was. Yeah, so thank before you. we get too ahead of ourselves, yeah, Dime Peace and I both attended. Um, we did the later seating. That's the homey seating. That's the homey seating. So if you ever see a new Big Bad Wolf dinner coming up in the future, buy that later seating because you'll sit next to us and then that's, hear us. That's the most lit one. Yeah, hear us tell really bad puns. And, um, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've I've been to the I've been to the Big Bad Wolf game kind of late. This was actually only my second one. I had been meaning to for a while, and um, I was blown away both times. And like like Dine Piece was saying, you even felt like you outdid the last one, which I already had a great time at. I mean, from all the little details to the little knife pins that we got, which I'm even kind of scared to wear because I just don't want to lose it. Yeah. <laughs> to the to the vial of uh, seasoning we get. Uh, the last dinner I went to is the matcha salt, which I already I'm... put. I already put some on fried eggs yesterday. Hey. Ooh, that's a good <laughs> move. I'm, I'm using mine sparingly too. And even this new one that you gave out, um, you, you said it had all these mixtures of spices in your travels. And um, I've been coveting those spices for a while. And I'm so. going to use mine very sparingly. Yes. So make sure you guys get to one of the future big bad dinners because it comes with all this fun stuff. And uh, you'll leave with an experience that is just going to leave you breathless. But also because you might be too full. <laughs> so just so our listeners know, do, can you run through the oh, yeah. courses real oh, yeah, quick? This is what like you real quick. To talk about, yeah. Oh, geez, Louise, um, I, I memorized it. 
I, I kind of did, did too, honestly. Even the, <laughs> even the the reorder too, because you did switch some dishes around because it made more sense later on. I did, I did. Now, um, did the first seating get that switch up as well? They did. Okay. Um, just because that umami tofu had so much funk in it, I felt I like loved all that funk. The, the palate <laughs> cleanser needed to come after that. But uh, so the first course was a roasted bone marrow juke. Um, it also had uh, a bone broth in there, some uh, leeks, butter, nori, and then it was, it was pickled onions. Yes, which we have the left some of those leftovers sitting behind dine piece right my, now. My favorite was the preserved lemon and the chestnut in that dish. Yes, I think the preserved lemon really cuts through all the fat and brings it all together. Um, and then the second course was kind of a double up course. I I, I didn't want to technically do nine courses, but. Um, I ended up doubling up there. So the first little bite was a uh, sake sour cherry mostrada, um, which is traditionally comes with like a charcuterie plate. It's an old Italian recipe, um, but I kind of switched it up with the sake and the miso. Yeah, this, um, this one to me was, it felt like one of the most fusion ones of the dinner. It felt like the most things taken from different places when I had it. I feel like it was also the most bougie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It had a lot of little like elements. We, we busted out those tweezers. I used to talk shit on people who would use tweezers, <laughs> but I fucking get it now. Um, and I'm, I'm that bougie now I guess because I had to bust out the tweezers for that one um, and then it was topped with um, some head cheese from Luca's Ravioli on Valencia shout out there yes um, the best the best the best if uh, it's an institution here in San Francisco I highly recommend going there to get some fresh pasta or cold cuts the head cheese there is off the chain you should make your own collab one and call it hedge cheese <laughs> Let's I like that it. idea. I'm always thinking about stupid branding. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, holler. <laughs> um, and then it was topped with some uh, chicken liver mousse pate that I had made the night before. Rosemary, uh, red wine, shallots, a little salt something. And then I, yeah, and then I sprinkled some toasted hazelnuts on top of that. And then the, the next side piece was a mushroom canopy on toasted brioche. I made a shiso macadamia nut pesto, um, some brown brown mushrooms on top, uh, tobiko chili oil. That was one of my favorites, actually. And a grape. Yeah, That's the grape great. was a last minute addition. It um, worked, I think, because the acidity cut back through all these other elements, which are really fatty and smooth. So the acidity and the sharpness of the grape, perfect. Also with the tobiko, because they yeah. kind of have a similar texture if you use them like that. And uh, I thought it was really fun to see the tobiko on there because it's something you usually wouldn't expect. So again, to the fusion bougie vibe of this dish, that was one of my favorites for sure. Thank you. And then the silken umami tofu was after that. The funk. The my funk. favorite. The funk. That was my favorite. It funked up my whole house, honestly. <laughs> um, I'll borrow a note from uh, Sean of Good Company Radio. We were, we were baptized in the funk. <laughs> Wait, Jordan, that was your favorite dish too? Uh, oh, the canopy. I think it was the tie between that and the pork belly, which we'll get to later. Okay. I mean, of course, I mean, everything was everything amazing. Was good, but the tofu. So the tofu, I can't tell you the sauce, actually. We're not on those terms yet. Just oh. saying, boo-boo. <laughs> it's all just good. Just saying, buy me make, dinner first. You just have to make it for me. That's all, <laughs> all good, girl. Yeah, at that point, you don't need the recipe if you get it made for you. Buy me dinner first. Um, and then it was topped with um, bonito <laughs> flakes, um, fried shallots, green onion. Done. Um, and then we had the palate cleanser. Which was? Which was a spiced pear with peppercorns and rose. It was a rose water yuzu, I thought. No, it was was a a rose water pear uh, shooter 
with cinnamon and, and pink peppercorn. Yes. Oh my gosh. And you remember better, better than, than I did. I just yeah. remember the order. Of I remember the whole menu. <laughs> oh my god. Because I was explaining it to my coworker earlier, and she was like, "Damn, girl, how'd you remember that?" I'm like, "I know food. <laughs> you do know food. I, I, speak, I speak food. <laughs> you do know food." Um, my uh, business partner, Jen Louie, actually came up with that one. So oh, shout out to Jen. Yes, of course. We'll have her on in the future. Of course, of course. Um, Big Bad Wolf as well. Um, the dish after that was the pork belly dish. Um, Which was also my Thai for favorite. And that was very good. I- Which was extra satisfying because I actually hated that dish the first round. Um, oh, so, that, so you're going back to the redemption thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah my chef uh, kind of over fried it the last time. Um, so it didn't have that buttery light fry that was happening on Saturday, which I think was crucial. That was, I think, for what sold dish. it. Yeah. Like, um, I, I brought uh, sushi from our, our partner podcast, Good Company Radio, and that blew him away too. You think pork belly? Of course, it's always going to be good, but the fact that it was so light and airy and not greasy whatsoever, it almost felt like puffed rice for the skin. Which even crispy pork skin still has some density to it. So, so the, quick question: Did you bake it first and then fry it? No, I braised it for eight hours. Got it. Um, and vinegar, sugar, peppercorns, a whole lot of other things. Um, mirin. Um, so I braised it for eight hours, um, put it in the fridge um, when it was hard enough because it was just falling apart. When it, when it was finally solidified enough for me to like portion it, then we uh, fried it up. Um, but. Um, gotta like- mention my Filipino friend who, you know, Filipinos know their pork belly. Uh, he was talking shit on the pork belly last time. Like, oh, it wasn't bad, but it wasn't my favorite. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Uh, I'm not going to name that it. might as well be a slap in the face. Was said friend at this dinner? He was. And what was his And response? as soon as I came in, I was like, I'm going to show you. <laughs> I'm going to show you and I'm going to shut you up. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, it was, it was definitely a favorite of the night. Yeah, so, it was so good. Um, um, I do feel better about that. So, and with the tomato kimchi, um, that was fine. Oh, yeah. Also, by the way, I, I don't know if I've had all the kimchi's out there. I've had a good amount of kimchi's. Yours is probably my favorite one. Oh, just because shit. of just because the flavor is different. I mean, the store. I I love store bought kimchi, and I've had other homemade kimchi's from other friends that make it. But just the the intensity with the flavor, like even this dish, you you didn't put that much on it because the dinner I went to before, you gave us like bowls of it at the table, and I just kept eating it by itself. But um, the texture, it's the littler pieces of cabbage. It's just so intense that I haven't had with many other kimchi's. So I mean, that. that is a recipe that I just made up. So I had never really had it prior to me making it as well. I mean, the tomatoes were ripened to perfection. That's not something I can take credit for, but... You can for um, selecting them at the right time. That <laughs> right? you can't take that credit for. That is true. That is true. They were sweet. They were sweet. Um, and it really brought that whole dish together because pork belly and kimchi, that's just life to me. Oh, yeah. Yeah, as a Korean. Life for a lot of people. Yeah, for Don't sure. Don't even have to be Korean. That's just life. <laughs> it is life. <laughs> and seriously, like, the microgreen salad with green goddess dressing. Just what? that little schmear like, was perfect, Like, yeah. I couldn't even think of adding green goddess dressing to a Korean dinner. What, girl? I mean... It's fusion. It's fusion. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, the green... I, I love green goddess dressing. <laughs> I didn't even know about green goddess dressing until recently. And then I was like, I have to try to make my own version of this. And so I honestly don't know if I can make that dressing again because I was just kind of in the kitchen being a mad scientist, throwing shit into the bowl and tasting a, that's, a thousand that's so fun, times. Though. That's so fun, though. That's 
that's just how I cook. Yeah. I, I, I never measure. So um, for me, I really love the dressing and I, I still have a little bit left and I'm trying to like And why didn't you bring it? it? You didn't bring it. Why? I mean, I don't even if it's going to go she with anything. She said she's trying like, to savor it. I know, but you brought the pickled onions and <laughs> man... All right, we'll have to go get some after this. Uh, and then the last, or was it the last? The next is beer, the beer batter shrimp. Yes, the beer batter the shrimp. Yeah. Over and then it had that spicy. Green beans and dandelion. And yes, the, the peas. peas. The peas, peas yeah. were perfectly al dente. And then the puffed rice, which was a pain, a pain in the ass. Oh, but, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah. But so it, that's why I went back to the window to get a, I, I basically went to the window and took the deli and poured a bunch in my hand. And then you happened to be plating other plates and you're like grab a shrimp I was like hell yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone right behind me was like what the fuck why does Anne get another shrimp and you'd be like cause I'm dying piece I get extra <laughs> I get extra scramps anybody who's bold enough to come into my kitchen oh, gets a go. shrimp you, go. you know <laughs> you know um, and then the final entree was the meatball which had um chives, ginger, pork. So I did a, a traditional Asian style pork mixture rather than Italian, obviously. And then I did a kimchi adobo marinara. Um, and that bread. Yeah. Jane, Jane bread. Jane's sourdough. That bread um, was so good. And they're so nice there. They're such nice people. Honestly, I've worked with other bakers in San Francisco, probably a little bit more bougie, that haven't been that nice. So I appreciate um them being so gracious and being so humble and being so easy to work with. So shout out to Jane's as well. Yeah, I saved almost all of my my slice of it. I ate the meatball, like little bits of bread, but you know, I had to sop up all that delicious sauce. Yep, that's the move. That's and how everyone sitting around me was like, why aren't you eating your bread? And I was like, come on, you know this drill. <laughs> and at the end I was like, see, I'm left with all this bread and you're not, and I'm sopping it all up. <laughs> Final course was the dessert, which was- No, there was a bonus on course. You. Oh, <laughs> that was oh. a bonus course. The bonus level yeah. course. Yes. So shout out to uh, Dion Decibels and Nina Soul. Oh, that course. That I thought you were talking about that other course. No, this course was also um, a fun course. Who were just gracious enough to bring the vibes extra thick this time around. We had live DJs playing for us. Um, and I mean, I was grooving in the kitchen. I was having such a good time. She really brought the slaps down and um, the shrimp was taking a little bit longer than expected. Which like I had told you the other day, the other day it felt so seamless that we didn't even notice because we were kind of dancing in our seats already at that point. Yeah, so they took a little intermission break to uh, dance and I, I looked over at my chef and I was like, how many minutes to the shrimp? And he said two. And I ran out and I started dancing with everybody for a hot second <laughs> before I was like, okay, I gotta go back now, guys. <laughs> it was so fun. It was a, it was the perfect little that break. was fun. Like yeah. I was saying, for any of the other homies pop ups thus far, we have to include something like that. Yep. So I was saying for the next entry, I just pass the mic around. Everybody has to sing some karaoke <laughs> before they give the next course. That microphone is so good. <laughs> More on that maybe on the Instagram later. Yes. <laughs> but uh, no, it was an amazing dinner. Um, it exceeded any expectations I had, which are already very high. I left satisfied with appetite and mind. It was incredible. And like so much attention to detail with like the BBW balloons and the sparklers and the poppers. And that was... The cocktails were amazing as cocktails well. Cocktails were amazing. And it was a great like little intermission before our dessert. Yeah. You know, it's Wait, me talk, and Jen. about the dessert yet? No, not yet. Because oh. we did all of that oh. and then dessert. Oh, because I forgot because the dance course course was so insane. <laughs> dance course course. <laughs> dance course course. <laughs> I mean, me and Jen definitely... Um, I think over 
think the details a lot. I, it's so important to me. Like, I think it, sho- it shows for sure. Thank you, because we really do spend a lot of time and energy and, you know, the profit margin to give you guys that extra little love. Um, and so we kill ourselves over the details. I mean, just executing a 92 cover eight-course dinner is so much, but then when you have to add on you know, all those little details, it really, really adds up. And for me, I never cut the corners because for me, it's like either go all the way and really make people feel that vibe and that love and that soul or don't do it at all. And so for me, when I when I do Big Bad Wolf, it truly is my maximum capacity as a human being. Like I always say that your soul and your spirit and your ambition can go to the universe and back and not get tired, but your body definitely has a physical limit and with Big Bad Wolf I hit that limit every single time and I give nothing less than that and I think that's why we've been so successful and that's why people find what we're doing so endearing and so worthwhile Um, so yeah I'm I'm glad that everybody can feel that love and feel that attention to detail because it really the heart of it is there and for me the food is important that's Food is the ultimate allure. But then once you actually come to Big Bad Wolf and you experience the whole vibe, it's something else. So for me, the vibes are equivalently as important as the food. And it definitely, I felt all of that there. So thank you again for feeding us. Thank you for having me. Feeding my soul and my appetite. So if any of you guys are in the general Bay Area area. Or happen to be in the Bay Area. Or even farther away. If you haven't been to one of these dinners, change that. Make sure you follow Big Bad Wolf on Instagram. And how often does this happen? Like, I feel like every couple months. Yeah, it's every other month right now. We have a few smaller dinners in between, but the whole big shebang happens every other month, which is not a lot, but... um, I think the kind of, I always tell people that the thing that I've noticed that makes us different than other pop-ups in the city um, is that we never repeat the same menu, which kind of is a catch-22 because it is a lot more work to start from scratch conceptually for the menu and everything all over again, Um, but it is what makes it special. So there are people that have come to every single dinner and they expect to see those people at our dinners. So the sense of community there is really off the charts. Um, I know a lot of people that have become friends at our table. And in that sense, it's truly kind of like a supper club. Um, The old school definition of a supper club, I would say. I couldn't end on a better note myself. Thank you. Cheers. Being our friend and congratulations again for a second birthday. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Now it's time for the Juicy Bits, the segment where we take food headlines around the world that you and your stomach need to know about. All right, Jordan, what's the first topic? I'm just going to read the headline verbatim because it's already so good. Stop what you're doing. You can now buy a ranch cake. (laughs) So basically, this article talks about this. I don't know. How many gallons is this? A lot. Doesn't matter. It comes with a year-long supply of ranch. Um, It's just to be decadent and ignorant. Well, I guess let's rewind a little bit because this is Hidden Valley Ranch, of course. Yes. So I guess it says earlier this year, they released uh, like a ranch fountain, like a fondue kind of fountain. And you probably didn't hear about it because that shit sold out fast. So during that drop, it also, um, what else was released was a bejeweled bottle and a beach towel that no one knew about. I'm looking at this picture again and it looks Photoshopped. 
the article for real has like a like a beer keg and there's just a Hidden Valley logo on it. So for $65, you get the Silver Beauty and a year's supply of Hidden Valley Ranch. It's perfect for hypochondriacs who want ranch on tap, a la the fountain, but contained to prevent double dippers from spreading their truth. <laughs> and this is going to be dropped along. Uh, this is for the holidays and there's other uh, gifts that you can get as well. Yeah, you're eyeing those socks. <laughs> I do want those socks, but there's like a Christmas sweater, um, a blanket, and if you were the lucky fortunate people to get that ranch fountain the now previously can, sold out fountain then you can get a matching skirt now hey. honestly though i really want these socks they're uh, they're green and white and at the bottom it says if you can read this bring me ranch <laughs> so like are they saying like if you're a ranch eater you're usually sitting down with your like feet up and you need ranch brought to you because <laughs> the only time i use ranch is really for pizza yeah. and i feel like my feet are going to be propped up while i'm eating pizza and, and shout out to hidden valley ranch but i mean to bring out my truth i'm not that much of a ranch fan but this is making me a fan of the marketing team the marketing team is dope i, I, my, I can't have my ranch too gloppy i, I need like runny <laughs> ranch because it, it it dictates how it flows over food uh what flan was saying earlier i kind of agree with him i'm not a fan of ranch dressing on my salads but i need it for my pizza and even then i might want another ranch not hidden valley ranch again it's too gloppy i want it to like seep into the cheese pores and run it around the, the, the melted cheese are you a pizza dipper and ranch uh, it depends really on my mood. If it's good pizza, I won't, but, or I'll do like half of the slice without and then the second half I'll start dipping. And if it's available, if it's too hard to get or you have to ask for it, I'll just be like, that's ah, okay, I don't feel like getting it. Um, I will pay the extra 25 cents for it. I will too. Sometimes 75, whatever, <laughs> depends. It's worth it for ranch that may or may not be Hidden Valley. Um, shout out to them for making their brand relevant and fun, because I think this is a fun move and I kind of think it would just be great to walk into someone's house and they have a keg and there's a Hidden Valley logo on it. Uh, I wonder what the shelf life is, because I know a keg of ranch wouldn't last in my house. Like, it would, <laughs> through through usage? Like, or, not or, use, or, it, would la it wouldn't last because I'd have to throw it away because of expiration uh, date. Well, I mean, kegs are usually good at preserving beer. I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're getting too Can anyone with. let us know if ranch in a keg will last longer? Or long can someone buy this and just invite us over so we can take pictures <laughs> next to it? Can we do a hard style pose in front of it? Absolutely. That's the only way to take photos. Okay, so to the listeners out there, someone please buy this keg. I don't know if I feel ignorant enough to do it. Um, And if you don't want to buy that keg, you could definitely buy me those socks. Yeah. Um, DM, DM me on IG and I'll send you my address. <laughs> <laughs> Slide through my DMs. With the ranch socks. All right. Since we just talked about pizza, we're going to mm. continue talking about pizza. Oh. So um, Pizza Ramen doubles down on comfort food. Uh, the name of this uh, instant ramen from Nissan is called <laughs> Cup Noodle Cheese Pizza Potato Tomato Flavor Big. <laughs> Say that three times fast. <laughs> I, I can't. That, I can't. There's no grammar there. It's just nouns. <laughs> nouns ended in one adjective. Oh that sounds amazing though. What, what What's this all about? Um, I mean, it's instant ramen with cheese and pizza flavor. So I think they just have, they probably have dried tomato paste. I don't know. Can we get some? Uh, can we? Let's see. I mean, we, we already kind of struck out with the hot ramen. Oh, we, 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 did, we fared decent with the hot ramen challenge. I'm pretty sure we can get this on the internets, on the interwebs. Let's get some. It's, oh, so this, uh, let's see. Will be oh, it's not. Re it's released on the November 13th. Okay. Throughout Japan, it's gonna sell for a dollar eighty. Yeah. So, um, I've had the cup noodle cheese ramen, but so not. The you pizza. actually went there, correct? Yeah. So last year I went to the Nissan factory 
It's a great place if you're visiting. I think it's in Osaka and in Tokyo. So which one did you go to? I was in the Osaka one. It's free entrance and nice. it's,、uh, I think it translates to about $3 to make your custom, a custom cup of noodle. I think、cup、I remember seeing these posts of yours when you actually went there. You get to like walk down an assembly line, right? Yes. So it starts with、uh, you getting a, a plain cup and then all these、uh, markers and you kind of tag it up basically and、uh, you take it to. <laughs> All these like really cute ladies in uniform. <laughs> Halloween <you> costume? <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? <laughs> I know we were talking about Miss Swan earlier, but a cute Nissan lady might、and、be a、so、good one too. And so it goes through like, think Henry Ford, like, convey, like construction line. <laughs> so I think about that like, that like industrial music too, like, doom, 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 doom. I can't remember. I mean, there was definitely cute music in the yeah, background. That's what I imagine. Because you're、now. in Japan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I <laughs> but imagine. But it goes through this machine, and then the noodles are put in this cup. And then a lady, I think there's like a, a sneeze guard thing. And this lady, like, asks you what,、uh, I think it starts with what soup base you want. So there's like curry. Wait, so you have it there. I thought like they packed it up instant for you to like take to go. So like the powder. So you、oh, choose your powder、okay. base. So there's like, I remember there was like a seafood, a curry, chicken, a shrimp. All of those, and, and then now, you could now choose. Now pizza, maybe. <laughs> maybe, and then you could choose your toppings. And so they had like a cute dehydrated egg that had a picture of a chicken on it. <laughs> I don't know why. I guess it's like chicken. Or the、mm, egg. If you stop the photos for this, we might have to throw this up for a throwback Thursday. I definitely the have、account. the photos still.、Um, and then it goes through this other machine that looks like it makes it seem like it's being cooked, quote unquote cooked. <laughs> and then it's、uh, vacuum sealed. But、uh, it's a great place. It was mostly children there. Me and my ex were the only adults there without children. <laughs> children at heart, okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. And at the end,、um, that's where they had all these、uh, vending machines to try all the different ramens that you probably maybe couldn't find at a store easily. And I definitely bought cheese ramen because, I mean, why not? So I guess with the addition of tomato, now it makes this pizza one. I can see it happening. I'm into like, it. I'm down to try it. Because, like, you know, the, the noodles are like the. The crust, the bread yeah, that holds it's, it. It's carbs of some sort. Yeah, and then it's salty, and I don't know. I'm very interested. We should probably try to find out. Right?、This. It makes me think. We don't have too many pizza flavored random common snacks here in America. All I can think about are like pizza Pringles,、um, those combo things, like those like sourdough roll. That's all I can think of for pizza. Pizza combos are so good. I'm actually not that much of a fan. <laughs>、uh, sorry, this might have to be for a future sauce on you, but. <laughs> If I'm, if I'm confronted with that or pizza Pringles, I like pizza Pringles a little more. I know they're just great sweetness. Thank you, Japan, for making crazy inventions and、uh, making us want to try it. Can't wait to try them. Yes. So, hopefully, in a future show, we'll have had it and we'll let you know. We'll report back. All right, this is the last juicy bit. Are、Let's、you ready?、It. Let's do it. So, if you had to choose between Del Taco or Taco Bell, what would you choose? Oh,、uh, it's tough. I've had more Taco Bell just because they're more common. So, Del Taco,、um, I remember enjoying it. They're just, I'm not around it as much. So, I've had more Taco Bell. So, by default, I have to because I used to really like、uh, chalupas. <laughs> chalupas are pretty chalupas good. Chalupas are great.、So、what, the, what I like with chalupas is I add、uh, Baja sauce. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love Del Taco. I really miss it.、Um, since moving to San Francisco, it, it's just not easy for me to get. The one on Market Street, when it closed、mm-hmm. down, I was very sad. I, I like, shed a tear for a fallen soldier. <laughs> But、um, so, what we're going to talk about is basically Mark Hoppus of Blink 182. I don't remember exactly what happened, but I guess someone asked him a question about it. The same question you asked me, probably. Basically. And he posted about it on Twitter. And、uh, he basically said that he chose Del Taco over Taco Bell because of French fries. Wow. Later, Taco Bell replied to his tweet and said, That might just change soon, Mark. Wink. 
emoji. Winky emoji. Wink emoji. Man, that means they're playing him right now. They're, they're, they're playing the game right now. Damn, so what would... I guess it depends on what kind of french fry they're going to do. Are they going to do crinkle cut fries like Del Taco? Or are they going to do like would, skinny cut fries? That's a... Man. <laughs> That'd be so. Oh God, that'd be so. <laughs> You're like perplexed right oh, now. Oh, I haven't had either in a while, but you know, neither of them are Mexican food by any reach of the imagination. So if you're gonna go for it, you might as well just go for it. Although I will say, I think fries at Mexican places is a very Californian thing. Like, I am a very big fan of carne asada fries. I'm a very big fan of California burritos. For sure. And um, sometimes that potato is just a better carb than rice or beans in some some instances. So. I start to think about all these things and it gets me excited, but I don't know how Taco Bell's gonna handle it if they do it. But those aforementioned dishes, I am very big fans of Mex that Mexican American dishes, those Mexican American dishes. For carne asada fries, I'm a fan of the crinkle cut and the skinny, just depending on where I'm getting it. Yeah, from. I agree, I agree. Um, like in being in LA, there were places that I prefer the crinkle cut. Um, so I think if I were for Taco Bell, I would like the skinny fry. Yeah, like a shoestring, like that skinny? Not, not not crazy skinny, but just like a simple shoestring because I want the nacho cheese, not the shredded, For some shredded reason, cheese. I, I can't imagine it though. It's weird to picture them doing it. So like instead of a nacho supreme, it's a french fry, fry supreme. supreme. <laughs> fry supreme. And I wonder like, are they gonna let you order them by themselves or do you always have to get them in a dish? Cause like I was mentioning earlier, they've done potatoes and like breakfast stuff before, but they are kind of like more like home fries, I think. Like cubed fried potatoes. I mean, if they're gonna add fries, I'm gonna assume that you can just order a side of fries. You can have a carne or a fry supreme. They could do California style burritos. If they did that, oh, that would, that would, be, that would make me so. Fries on your Mexican pizza. You were just talking about Mexican pizzas the other day. I love Mexican pizzas. I think we're getting pizza. excited about this That's for no favorite. reason. I love Mexican. I mean, anytime I can talk about Mexican pizzas, it's a good day. I definitely heard you mention that a couple times this last weekend. It was uh, right, actually right before Big Bad Wolf dinner. I was like, I really want Mexican pizza. And you're like, no. <laughs> I'm like, why not? <laughs> so I guess um, let's see what they do and really mess with us. If they do or do it or don't do it. So like if Taco Bell adds these french fries, I, I might have to change my usual order. Mm. Cause I always get a Mexican pizza, a beef chalupa with baja sauce, and I'm usually full after that. So you're gonna have to retool your ratios. Maybe or find someone I, maybe else to go I with? can keep it the way it is and just ask them to add French fries in my chalupa. It just sounds funny as a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, it's the most controversial bit on our show. We have our guest Hedgen back. Hey, Hedge. This is called Saucin' on You, the segment where we name three foods and you have to pick one to never have ever again. Dun, dun, dun. All right. Thank hit, you. Hit us. Yeah. So we're going to start with the Thanksgiving theme because it's coming up. So the three items are their side dishes, stuffing, mashed potatoes, or green bean casserole. So let's start with our guest. One to never have uh, again for again. the rest of your life. Yes. Even though a lot of these foods you only eat once a year anyway. This part of the show is really fucked up, guys. Let <laughs> me <laughs> just say this. You I can mean, thank Juan yeah. for that. Okay. So stuffing, mashed potatoes, or green, green bean, bean casserole. casserole. I'm going to take out green bean casserole. Okay. Honestly. Because most of the time it's poorly made. It's always mushy. Mm -hmm. That shit's like this grayish greenish color you know um it's really hard to get it on a solid level mashed potatoes staple how are you gonna live without mashed potatoes okay <laughs> i'm sorry can't live stuffing 
There's just so much complexity there. I've had so many different types of stuffing. Amp stuffing, or sorry, damn piece of <laughs> stuffing last year was off the chain. So it's the same stuffing every yeah, year. <laughs> I don't think I could give that up. I don't think I could give that okay, up. Okay, so it's so. green bean casserole for hedge. All right, dime piece. Uh, di- uh, green pea. Green, blah, blah, I can't even say it because I, I don't really care about green bean casserole. <laughs> oh, man. It's harsh. Um, so, Have you guys ever had a homemade one? Yes. Still trash. I had a homemade one. Oh, <laughs> still trash though. It's trash. My sister made it. She's just not that good of a cook. Fun raises dying right I now. I forgot who came. I think I forgot. I think oh, it was our friend uh, Wookies and Cream. Oh, shout out to, oh, he'll he'll be on the show eventually. He uh he he came to my house for Thanksgiving. I think a, a, a bunch of our friends. Friendsgiving. Have gone, a friendsgiving. No, no, to my parents' house. Oh, a bunch of friends have gone to LA deal. with me to for Thanksgiving, and um. I usually make the turkey and most of the sides. Mm-hmm. My mom will do some of the sides, and my sister made a green bean casserole, but she did it, did it like super basic, like by the box, like a can Frozen. of cream, <laughs> like green beans, a can of cream of mushroom, and, and crispy and onions. onions. <laughs> it's so bad, but that's like ninety percent of like America. That's what I'm saying. Like you know that's, what I'm saying? most people make it that way. I've yeah. never had it any other way, so that's why yeah. I don't care for it. Like, have you had it another and way? I'm actually gonna have to drop mashed potatoes. <gasps> Here's why. I eat them so here's why. I eat them more year round and I love them year round. When it comes to Thanksgiving, I never eat crappy green bean casserole. So the nostalgia for it, like I like packaged green beans with the cream mushroom and the honestly the crispy onions are what sells me. Yeah, because you like texture. We all like texture. I could eat I could probably eat those French's crispy onions by themselves. I've had homemade ones that are fantastic, but to be honest, like the crappy American one with yeah, French's, whatever. (laughs) I love that stuff, man. So because I only have it that once a year and I eat mashed potatoes year round and I love mashed potatoes, they're going for Thanksgiving. I don't put it on my plate as much because I know I, I want some mediocre. I thought this casserole. was a forever ever thing. I think in sense of the holiday. I see. Okay. In, in, in sense of in, the holiday. In terms of the holiday. So I see why you guys could still drop it for the holiday because it is a trash dish. I'll agree. But I want that trash dish. <laughs> it's like a nostalgia thing. I don't know. Also too, because in my family growing up, I wouldn't get it as often because they also thought it was trash. <laughs> so we would make other stuff. It's like diving yeah, in the Yeah. So the times my mom would make it, I'd be like, hey, like, I know this sucks, but this is awesome right now. So I think to this day, my mom will still make it, but like, just give me a mean mug the whole time. My mom actually loves it. So, so I she's have keeping it, to make she's it, keeping it too, yeah. every time. And I don't use yeah. it. I, would I, never, I, I make it well, but yeah. I still don't like it. 364 days out of the year, it's garbage. But just that one day, I want all that processed food with maybe or maybe not fresh green beans. Depends if you use canned, it depends if you use fresh. <laughs> I think for Enjoy. me, like, so like we all eat mashed potatoes year round, but when I make Thanksgiving mashed potatoes, it's like- It's ne- still, it's it's still ne- next level? Well, it's a next level. Uh-huh. So like I wouldn't, the mashed potatoes I make for Thanksgiving is not the same yeah. as I would make regularly. Oh, same in my family too. I still like eating them, but I still put, uh, still slightly less on my plate maybe. Actually, my mom and I usually do a mashed potato battle. Mm, oh, I need to witness this next time. Uh, the, <laughs> the last Thanksgiving I went home, uh, my mom was like talking shit like, oh, you're putting too much in your mashed potatoes. And then later on, one of my sister's friends was like, Mama fam, why do you have Anne's mashed potatoes on your plate? Oh, <laughs> are they so different that you can tell but just by looking at them? I mean, my mom just makes a simple, like a regular mashed potato, but mm. like I add bone marrow and chive and I roast garlic and blah, blah, blah. Which hedge, those like, are, that was fantastic in your joke, like, by the way. Ig- ignit, ignit potatoes. So, yeah. um, she's like, you're putting too much in there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it was funny, like, 
someone called her out and was like, why do you have ants mashed potatoes on your plate? Notice how none of us either mentioned stuffing too. I think we can all agree stuffing is amazing. Stuffing is up. I don't fuck with the stuffing with the raisins in it oh, though. Oh no, that yeah, that's no fun. I add celery in Carrots, mine. I need some of those. But it's a very it's very little and it's, I add it for a crunch. I like apricots in mine. Is that hmm. too fancy? No, I'd, I I'd, like be, I'd be intrigued. Well, cause yeah. you're gonna eat it with the turkey and then the fruit mm. goes great with that turkey meat anyways. I'd be intrigued. I'm not a fan of mixing fruit with turkey. Cran cranberries? What are you talking about? There's cranberries involved. I don't care for it. You don't care about you don't care about cranberry sauce. Oh wow. I don't. Oh wait, I don't, wait, I hold that. We might not the canned shit. I'm talking a real cranberry. Real. As yeah. you see, my nostalgia for mediocre Thanksgiving food. I love the can. My family, we actually put out the can and a homemade one, <laughs> and I eat both of them. <laughs> so, I guess put that on hold because we have another Thanksgiving show to do before the holiday. So we'll 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 resume with that stuff. Wait, I want to touch back on the oh. the stuffing real quick. Okay, so, sure. Uh, I, I grew up in a Seventh-day Adventist church and I went to a private school that was a vegetarian school. And uh, one of our projects was to cook Thanksgiving dinner at our teacher's house. And so we had permission slips and everything, but we could <laughs> Permission eat. slips? Yeah, I mean- just, I'm just like, imagining this and this sounds hilarious. You can't just like show up at an older man's house. That's kind of weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> because we were not on campus, we could cook oh. meat. Um, so I was in charge of the stuffing. And so, uh, so Seventh-day Adventists do not eat seafood nor pork. And uh, so my oh, mom was like, bored thinking about my it. mom was like, don't tell your classmates what you put in here. <laughs> How old were you? Uh, I was in sixth grade. Okay. Sixth or seventh grade or something like that. Okay. It's so weird Thanksgiving. I add um, chicken livers and Ooh. and country pork sausage. I'm in into my, both of that. And so we're technically not supposed to eat pork. And I feel bad if anyone from my class, like, I, I don't know if they listen to the show or not, but I remember that my teacher was like, wow, the stuffing's really good. <laughs> and he's like, can I keep the leftovers? And I was like, yes. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like letting this family eat pork knowingly <laughs> and I didn't say anything. I'm pretty sure they turned out okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're they're still good so human, if you went to, human uh, beings in yeah, God's eyes. If you went to sixth grade with Dine Peace, you might have to evaluate some things. It's okay because they didn't know, right? Yeah, I guess. I'm the only one going to hell because I know. <laughs> <laughs> and it took however many years to be on this podcast to confess it. I'm sorry. <laughs> Sausage and stuffing though, that's that's it's that's a must. The move. It's a must. Yeah, I think it's a move. it's a requirement, I think. For sure. And my family does a sticky rice Chinese one too. Ooh. Actually, if I can score some leftovers for this year, I'll bring you guys some. It's Do you add Chinese sausage instead of Of course. Of course. <sighs> Actually, and other meat and mushrooms. Oh my god. Uh, mushrooms. I'll I'll bring I need you it. I'll bring, bring you, it. I'll bring you guys some. Mama mama Dang. Share. <laughs> Mama dang. Mama dang. <laughs> it's from another member in the family, but oh, it's okay. it's we always make sure we get copious amounts of it. So I'll bring you guys some. Mama dang a Jace. Yeah. <laughs> Mama dang affiliate. <laughs> uh, she listens to this too. She's gonna like stop me like you guys were so weird about that. <laughs> she listens to it too. Shout out Mama Dang. Yeah. <laughs> So this wraps up our show, episode five. <laughs> We're getting kind of hungry now. <laughs> A little bit. It is National Nacho Day. We're going to eat nachos, by the way. Yes. Look okay. for content later on. <laughs> um, so what do you have coming up as far as what's going to be entering your mouth? <laughs> well, besides these immediate nachos, I'm pumped because um, I have an upcoming reservation at Comis, or nice. Comis, depending on your how, how authentic you feel about being on pronunciation. So they just got their second star, right? Uh, this is the first year that I think they defended the second star. Oh. I think. I don't, I don't actually know. It's the only restaurant in the East Bay that holds Michelin stars. 
I'm taking my mom and my aunt for uh, their birthdays because they're all kind of clumped together. What a good son. Uh, well, <laughs> over the years, they've treated me to so many good meals and got me as passionate about food as I am now. I'm just trying to do a little thing I can to do to kind of pay that for or pay that back or pay that. Pay it forward. Pay it forward. Or pay it back. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I think it's eight or nine courses. Um, What's I, the price point on that? I know it went up. I think it's like 160 a person. Oh, dang. I remember the first time I looked, it was like under 100. Yeah. But I think that's also when they had one star. Yeah. So now that they've got two, I think they can, they're more big things now, so they can do that. <laughs> um, the the three ladies I'm taking probably won't do the beverage add-on, but just because I am who I am as a person, I'll probably have to do the beverage add-on. So do your, does your mom not drink at all or just very I mean, little? if I tell her to try it because it's cool, she will. My mom doesn't really drink, but, yeah, I'm, but yeah. if I'm like, hey, mom. Hey mom. Yeah. Hey mom. Yeah. All right, fine. So I'll do some hey moms and see what happens. <laughs> but um, I'll, I mean, the beverage add-on is still a lot though too. So we still might just get one, and I'll let them have sips. Because so beverage is it wine pairing or is it cocktail? It didn't even specify, so oh, I don't so even care. Says, I'm, oh, I'm just gonna do the add-on and see what happens. Um, okay. So cool. yeah, look forward to next show. I'll I'll, I'll break down what uh, they're doing over there on Piedmont Avenue or College, somewhere in that area. Okay. Cool. What do you got going on, Dine Piece? Um. So Shea Mudo is our, our friend Trevor. Trevor, he does a weekly pop-up. Um, it's kind of on hiatus for a little bit too, so uh, it's coming back up this week. And um, yeah, I'm gonna cook with him and our friend Prita. They both helped me at Unchobap. Yeah, they did great work. Yeah, if you um, don't have plans, every Wednesday, um, booked through Eat Beastly, it's a $35 uh, tasting. You can spend $35 at Taco Bell easily. Why not have good food, right? <laughs> So and you may or may not get fries. Uh, you won't get fries. No, I'm in at Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. You may yeah. not get fries at Taco Bell. <laughs> yeah. But you definitely wanted this tasting probably, but you won't eat them. Yeah. So shout out to Trevor and, and Shea Mudo. And um, uh, next week, I'm going to Mr. Pollo in the Mission. Hey. Have you been? I haven't. So let me know. And then if it's good, I'll go back. I'll, I'm going to go back. It's a it's a pretty cheap, too. I think they recently raised their prices to $35 from $25. I have heard about it. Um, it's I think it seats like six people wow and um i mean it's a pretty good meal for 35 dollars. i i what i do remember is that it always comes with an arepa mm. um i don't know what the uh, proper definition of arepa is i mean um kind of like a thicker like a gordita it's kind of like an i mean a south Amer- i mean gorditas talk about south central american stuffed pastry i uh, i remember sort. in colombia one of our hashtags was i'm a rapa rich <laughs> I mean, so many arepas. Somewhat related to like an ebonada or something. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. A yeah. pastry with some sort of filling, I think, to loosely define it. No, no. So it's it's the bread. Yes. It's like a thick, tor- very thick tortilla, I guess. But yeah, super excited for that. Um, it's been, I, I the first time I went there was when I moved here, so almost six years ago. Um, but it's four courses, I believe. Nice. And uh, and it's like in a tiny little hole in the wall of Mexican spot. It's like a very old sign where the paint's chipping off, and it just says Mr. Polio. Um, they're the way to book is I think you just text them Whoa, and then cool. you just text with some maybe Mr. Polio I don't know Mr. Send, Polio's, send an emoji Mr. Polio's uh, you secretary up? You up? and you just kind of text back and forth to get a reservation so it's a little <laughs> weird it's a little cool. weird let me know how it goes I'm, I'm curious to hear about it yeah so excited to eat there with a couple girlfriends but yeah I mean that's pretty much as far as food goes um, until Thanksgiving yeah let us know about your upcoming food exploits do it in the comments subscribe we're on SoundCloud, SoundCloud we're on iTunes iTunes Instagram uh, we're part of the Good Company Podcast Network shout out to uh, Sush and Sean that commercial last time was hilarious I was listening to it on the bus ride home and I was dying with all the food names <laughs> dying piece little, dying piece I was dying, I was dying piece my favorite was little veggie vert <laughs> 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 <laughs>
<laughs> so make sure you check them out as well. Because like, I'm imagining a tomato, <laughs> but I'm thinking a little veggie bird. Well, yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Thanks. Yeah, we gotta go eat some nachos. Bye. Later. Mung beans.